you know, if I could get a tattoo across my forehead, which I never would, but if I did, it would just say like zoom out. Mm. Right. Because Mm -hmm. I think so many of our problems that we really like feel that anxiety over within our hearts, if we just zoomed out a little bit, the universe is going to take care of that for us and put us where we need to be as long as we stay open. Your choice to begin and continue working in education should not be taken lightly. But how do you manage it all while keeping that fire burning bright so you can show up in your classroom and in life as your best self every day? That's what this show is all about. Welcome to the Burned In Teacher Podcast. I'm Amber Harper, classroom teacher, author of Hacking Teacher Burnout, and with more and more teachers quitting the profession or accepting hashtag teacher misery as their forever reality, I step in as your teacher burnout coach to help you take your next best steps to creating a happier and more fulfilled career and life. Now, let's take one more step forward and out of burnout together so we can burn on, shall we? Let's go. Hey, what's up, Burned In Teachers? I am so excited to bring Maddie Richardson onto the Burned In Teacher podcast and if you're watching on YouTube, you can see her here. Hey, Maddie. Um, hey. And if you're listening on any of the platforms that you have, uh, that you've chosen to listen to the podcast, thank you so much for joining us today. Maddie Richardson is a sixth year science teacher with a master's degree in education. She has worked in rural Title I suburban charter and now works with incarcerated youth in an alternative setting. Her teaching styles have been featured on Good Morning America and she has recently released a book that I'm so excited to talk to you about today for teachers on Amazon titled Today is a New Day, 111 Daily Mindfulness Lessons and Mantras. Maddie, thank you so much for joining me today on the Burn and Teacher Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I have really liked your content for a while now. I know we've been trying to like <laughs> schedule this and get it together. Everything that your channel kind of seeks to do I have been there. And so I totally relate to what you're doing. And just thank you for putting so much positivity into the educational universe. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. And right back at you, you know, I've followed you for a really long time. And I have always thought that you would be a perfect fit to be interviewed. And now I'm so excited to eventually in this interview talk about your book because I can't wait to get my hands on it myself. Even though I teach kindergarten, following you for so long, I've been wondering like, how how do I get my hands on these lessons myself? Because I think that they could easily be adaptable to be short SEL lessons for kindergartners and, you know, elementary school students as well. But I'm getting ahead of myself. <laughs> Let's learn a little bit about you for anybody that doesn't know who you are, Maddie. So can you tell us a little bit about your education journey? Yeah. So my mom was always a teacher. She's been a second grade teacher my entire life. And Summers, I mostly spent with my mom and she was always working in summer school. So I was always in her classroom or she was working with kids with special needs. And when I went to college, my dad was very adamant that I became a doctor and not a teacher. And so I went for integrated physiology, which is like brain and body. And that's kind of what got my mindset on how health affects our mental health. After that, I like broke it to my dad that I was becoming a teacher and moved somewhere where it was really cheap to get my master's, which was Pittsburgh, Kansas. My one bedroom apartment was like $425 a month. Wow. And (laughs) that's where I got my first teaching job. So I went to from Boulder, Colorado to like the middle of nowhere, Kansas, um, and spent my first few years there. And it was 
there that I really fell in love with teaching as an art. Mm. I always like to kind of laugh and look back and say that teachers are a lot like comedians and they have to fall flat in front of a room in order to learn and grow. And that those years were me totally falling flat. So I was throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what stuck and many mindfulness moments really stuck. And it just kind of catapulted from there. Yeah. It's, it's been so amazing to watch you teach these lessons. I know that you're not, you're no longer in that classroom anymore that you were recording yourself, but it was so inspirational myself to hear you, you know, giving those students those little nuggets of brain and body mindfulness practices. It was really amazing to watch and you're so naturally good at it. So how long have you been teaching? I have been teaching six years. I okay. taught three years at a very rural t- Title I school. And then I was in my second year at the charter school when I was forced out. And then I started like in the winter-ish mm-hmm. working with incarcerated youth and I've been with them year round. So I'm on year six. Uh, my clock is just starting a little bit earlier than other teachers because we don't really have a summer break. Right. So As I've mentioned, and I want to get to the point really quickly because I want to respect your time and everybody's time that's listening today. For those who, again, don't know who you are, they have not followed you on TikTok or Instagram. I've already mentioned I've been following you for quite quite a while and I've been really inspired by your SEL lessons in your science class. I was devastated when you were forced out of your classroom. Um, It was a little over a year ago, wasn't it? It was in November and I was too. I was devastated. You were, I mean, (laughs) your, your video of you just sobbing in your car, it made me cry. I was like, why, what in the world happened? So can you tell us a little bit about that and how you were feeling and then what pulled you through? Because I mean, I know myself and everybody else who had followed you were just wondering like, what in the world could have happened and what's next for you? We just... I wanted to just give you a hug and I didn't, you didn't even know who I was. I feel like the universe gave me a hug um, during that time and it was a really unique time for me. So I definitely don't regret it. And I don't regret uh, being forced to leave a space that I wasn't the right fit for. Mm. Um, So the year prior to me getting asked to leave, like I was featured on Good Morning America. My lessons became really big. I was put in charge of like marketing and SEL for the school. And it looked like everything was going great. But as the new year came around, um, a lot of more teachers started to come to me asking for help, advocating for themselves or advocating for our students. Mm-hmm. And Kind of the more I did that, the more murky and troublesome the waters became. I felt that teachers and admin should kind of have a checks and balances type of relationship Mm -hmm. where if something is inherently wrong, teachers should be able to speak up about it and feel heard about it and have actions taken towards it. Um, And that was just not the admin that I was unfortunately placed with. I had a specific teacher that I really stood beside because she, her one request for the year was to get a bathroom break, Mm. but we didn't have the supervision available. And so they would always just tell us that we were liable for (laughs) watching the kids all the time. And she walked slower and she couldn't make it like to the bathroom in her passing period. So her request was like to get admin upstairs or like to even get the security upstairs once a day so that she could take a bathroom break. And that wasn't happening. The teachers that were giving my SEL lessons. So I made the SEL lessons for the school, but because I taught science, 
I didn't get to be the one to give them to the kids. Mm. And so the teachers that were teaching them weren't doing it very well, but I knew the teachers and I had like professional relationships with those teachers and they're not the type to fall short of a challenge. They're not the type to like just blatantly not do something. Right. And so I started doing a little bit more digging and discovered that on the day that they were giving my lesson, they weren't getting a break all day long. So like how effective of a teacher are you going to be? If you, if that's the only time for your break, you're going to take that SEL lesson, shove it at the kids and shove some food down your face. And that's not their fault. And so a bunch of us teachers we're all looking other places. We're all panicked that it's not going well. Um, and so a bunch of us said, hey, it's not going well. Mm-hmm. We don't want to leave. We just want you to know that like we're we're not happy here and we're looking other places. And I was like, not the only one to say this. Sure. But I was the only one to get marched out like a week later randomly and forced to like pick up my stuff on a different day. So did they look at you as kind of like the ringleader to like self-advocacy for, for yes. your needs? Okay. Yes, but I was not the only teacher that got marched out that year. And so it just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it sent me on a whole different journey. I'm now pursuing my special education license slash master's um, because I really do want to still work in advocacy. And mm-hmm. I would either love to be a special education advocate or a special education teacher and just this is the quickest way for me to get there. Not to mention being able to work with the students that I work with is a huge blessing. My students now are not afraid of feedback. And I think feedback is so important. And I just find myself learning so much more every single day, being able to work with the kids that I work with, whether it be about like motivation or self-talk or you know, like the mood in a room and how to create that flow state for your students where the lessons just appear effortlessly, because if they think that they're learning for a second, they're kind of mad about it. Right. Yeah. And so <laughs> 100%. Um, I was sad. I know uh, like 17 million people were also sad, which mm. that was, <laughs> that was a blessing. <laughs> <and a curse. laughs> right. But overall, I, I'm not sad. And, and I wanted to release the book especially before the new school year starts, because it felt like my way of closing that chapter. Mm -hmm. I do think I'll be back in a um, gen ed classroom. Eventually, I think I'll actually be in a special ed classroom eventually, maybe, Mm -hmm. but I'm very happy where I work now. Um, I'm treated like a human. I get more time off, even though I don't have the summer break, I actually get more days off. Mm -hmm. I get half days. I have small class sizes. I have a parent in my room with me. Like I feel safe. I never need to extra advocate for my needs. My boss hears me the first time mm-hmm. and all of those things are so worth it. I love your entire attitude about what happened. Like you're not victimizing yourself. You're you're looking at it as this was a catalyst to to where I am now. And I I love I love that so much because I I can relate to it myself. While I was never asked to leave or marched out or or fired, I did leave myself and had some regret or shame around that decision. But now that I am where I am now in the school that I'm at and with working, you know, with teachers around the world with Burn and Teacher, I couldn't be more grateful for those risks that I took, even though I seemingly failed <laughs> publicly a couple of times because it's it's all part of the process. It's not linear. It's not pretty. It's not sexy. It's it's messy. Yeah. And 
it's important to fail. Yes. Because I think if you went your whole life without failing, you probably didn't like live it in a way that made you really happy. 100%. I love too that you're you're open to possibilities in the future. You're not saying this is it for me. You're saying this is great right now. And also, I'm preparing to make a possible change in the future. I don't know when that will come, but this is this feels right right now in the moment. Yeah. And it's so, I think that's so important to be open to the idea of change in our lives um, because it's inevitable. And the more we fight it, kind of the more painful I think it sometimes becomes. I love that you said that so much. A lot of the teachers that I work with at Burn In Teacher, they don't necessarily want to leave teaching or they want a change. They know that they need a change in order to be a more happier and more fulfilled human being. But they're mm-hmm. either not sure what that change should be, or they know what it should be, but they're scared. So yes. what would you say to a teacher that is feeling that way? I have so many thoughts because mm-hmm. I think one of the reasons I was so fortunate for this to be a catalyst for me is because I was very supported and I don't have kids to support. Mm-hmm. And I think the idea of losing your insurance, for example, mm-hmm that can be terrifying. And so we're not just talking about someone being complacent in their career. When you add that extra layer of being a parent, like so many teachers are, it's it's not as cut and dry as just being able to, to magically morph and to magically change. Right. I have a friend who she still teaches at my first school in Kansas, and she now has her admin degree and she's ready to become an admin. She like so wants that job. It just hasn't appeared yet, but that's not her fault. And that's not out of her not putting herself in the right position. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I could get a tattoo across my forehead, which I never would, but if I did, <laughs> it would just say like zoom out, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. I think so many of our problems that we really like feel that anxiety over within our hearts, if we just zoomed out a little bit, the universe is going to take care of that for us and put us where we need to be as long as we stay open to that change. It's just going to pop up out of nowhere. I applied to my job on accident. Like I will 100% admit that I applied on Indeed and my wonderful principal got back to me and was like, do you know this is a center for incarcerated high school males? And I was like, no, but I might be kind of good at that. Mm. And so I decided to try it and and that's why I'm happy in it. Um, I think so much of life is unplanned. So it's important to embrace that unplanning and just be open to change when it comes because it is super scary, especially with multiple levels of responsibility in the picture. Yeah. I appreciate you sharing that, um, your point about things like insurance and how those changes can be scary. And it's almost like we have to We have to unlearn the things that we learned in high school about having like an exact plan about what's going to happen first, then after that, next, then finally. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I know that I had that belief too. And I had to make a kind of a a quick decision on what I wanted to major in because my my now husband of almost 20 years, um, I was pregnant my senior year. And I needed to make a decision. I I knew we, we both knew we wanted to continue going to college, but I needed to declare a major because again, like you said, I had that extra responsibility, that layer of responsibility and it's terrifying. It's terrifying to go into unknown spaces and places and it's scary to consider to make a change. And it's almost, 
it it changes your entire perspective whenever you I love that you said to zoom out to think that there are bigger opportunities than what I ever thought could be possible just by me taking one step forward. Mhm. You know, yeah. rather than feeling like we have to make a big giant leap, but just taking one step forward or uh reaching out to that one person, asking that one question. I think giant leaps are easy. I think mm-hmm. it's so much harder to take that one step like mm-hmm. every single day mm-hmm. and have that self-discipline and know that it's worth it. And that eventually you're like, who is it? Jimmy eats world or something where it's like, it just takes some time yes. in the middle. We're in the middle all the time. Mm-hmm. It's exhausting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> but yes. yeah, I think taking, taking that one step. And I like how you said changing your perspective because mm-hmm. it quite literally is changing your brain. Mm-hmm. Your environment totally affects what food you go for, how you spend your energy, how you spend your time, and therefore the neurochemicals that are available to you in your brain. So who you are now is totally not going to be who you are five years from now. And that's going to be like based on a lot of factors, but the biggest one being your environment and how your environment changes. You are speaking all of the things that I have talked about on this podcast now for about six years. <laughs> so I I knew you were going to be a perfect fit for this podcast, Maddie. So I know you said that you began to build these SEL lessons. We're kind of I want to kind of talk about that here before we wrap up today. Okay. So you began to build the build these SEL lessons for other teachers in in your school. You said you didn't use them yourself. So you collected them. You decided to start um, to start teaching them in your own science classroom. Where did you get the ideas for these lessons? Because they're fa- they're so short and so sweet, and they just pack such a powerful punch. Every single one of them. Where did you get the ideas for them? So thank you for clarifying the SAL lessons that I gave to the school. I haven't ever actually published. I do plan to one day turn something similar into a book, but that was enlightenment through the art of questioning. So basically we posed a question to the community where the parents could talk to their kid about it. Like what are the qualities of a good friend? For example, Mm -hmm. that would be a question that we would send home. And then the teacher would lead the kids through a discussion and they would either fill out like a writing diagram or they'd write a paragraph or a set of paragraphs on it or do like an art about it. Mm -hmm. But The ones I did in my science classroom were specifically to prime their brains to both relax, let go, try again was like a huge point of mine. Um, And they morphed into their own thing. But one of my biggest inspirations for the lessons themselves was one of my students, one of my autistic students who loved that I took the time to talk about things with them because nobody had explained to him how it all worked yet. And I remember him like his eyes getting really big as he was like, nobody's explained it yet, but you're trying. And I appreciate that. And I totally related to that as someone who's neurodivergent someone who comes from a trauma background. Um, A lot of my upper teens and young twenties, I felt like nobody told me the rules and it was hurtful and confusing and hard. And So I just tried to start taking everything that I've learned along the way, every little snippet or inspiration that I could take to talk to my students about it in a mindful way, because they were already coming to me as a mentor. I think that's something a lot of parents on the outside are missing is that when you 
when your kid is at school, they have mentors that they mm-hmm. really do go to. Um, and I just wanted to be a good mentor. I just wanted to be prepped. And I also wanted to mindfully design my classroom in a way that allowed their fight or flight response to turn off. So they would come in, they would do their warm up, we'd do attendance, all of that good stuff. And then we do the mini lesson. And the best part of the mini lesson is it's a mantra at the end, meaning like all the kids would say it with me. And mantras are so incredibly powerful in creating an inner voice within someone. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like everybody cr- craves a theme. I remember my Papa Fred had the same cassette tape in his car for my whole life. So like his theme was Johnny Cash. And mm-hmm. anytime I heard Johnny Cash, I thought of him, right? Because my brain yeah. was primed that way. But I tried to do it in a positive way with the students um, so that they could understand that I believed in them and that's it's okay to fail. And that's just a part of the process, just like what you were saying. Mm. I love it. And I know that mantra by heart. <laughs> I do. <laughs> I know. because I love how it always, how you always start it. Like you begin the end of your message with, if you've been bad about that in the past, don't worry, we forgive you. Like I just, I have goosebumps right now because I, I do similar things with my, with my students already. We start every day with uh, Bob Marley's three little birds, like a, a yes. it's a, like a kid version. And then throughout the day, when chaos starts to ensue or someone's getting mad at someone else, I'm saying, Hey, every little thing is going to be all right. You know, mm-hmm. and it's to get oh, them to remember that language. Yes. Right. <laughs> yes. And so can you share with us in case nobody has heard any of your lessons before, can you share with us maybe one of your favorites that you have shared with your students? Yes, absolutely. So I just kind of flipped my book open today because as I told you before we got on air, I've been traveling, but this is definitely um, something that I think about a lot. So this is day 26 of my Today is a New Day book. Um, And all of the lessons have matching slides. So like if a teacher wanted a no prep way to just integrate it into their life, there's already slides that go with it if they want them. But this one says, emotions are temporary and life often doesn't go as planned. So a day from now, you will likely feel different. A week from now, you will likely know more. And a month from now, you'll likely not even remember what your big fuss was even made for. So take a deep breath and in this moment, let it be because the past won't become clear until the future is seen. And then it says to ask the group, you know, what do you think this means? And lead a tiny group discussion with them to allow them to assign their own meaning to it. But you'd bring it back in and say, now, if you were bad, about giving time some time in the past. That's all right. You're meant to make mistakes and learn and grow from them. So let's take a deep breath and let it go. Breathe in, breathe out for five, four, three, two, one. And remember that today is a new day with a new opportunity to make your world a better place to be. I love it. Oh, I love it so much. And it it gives kids like and and this is one of 111 of mm-hmm. the messages that you have in this book and the perspective that we talked about earlier that it opens up as an adult <laughs> when you have very adult decisions to make the perspective that this opens up for students for their very middle school <laughs> lives that they're living you know where they don't have the wisdom but they may have the experiences that they don't know how to process. Yes. And I I related so much earlier when you said that you felt like no one taught you the rules. I don't I didn't feel like that 
I never even knew there were rules to follow. I was just living by the seat of my pants and making mistakes and being reactive and being dramatic. And I didn't know mm-hmm. any other way. No one else had those conversations with me. And they were mm-hmm. lessons I had to then learn as an adult. So to hear that you have put these so brilliantly into a package and with slides, I, I seriously cannot wait to get my hands on this book. Thank you. Thank you so much for doing this work, Maddie. I appreciate it. And thank you. I think you're bringing a lot of valued positivity to the world. Um, And I think you're using your platform in a very respectable and professional way. And so I just want to thank you because I know what it's like to be content creating on the back end and how exhausting it can be and how much feedback you can receive that isn't always most helpful. (laughs) But um, (laughs) it's, it's so important. Like, yeah. it's it's just so important because I always think like, if not you, then who? And it's really cool to see other teachers like yourself really stepping up and being mentors for mm-hmm. teachers and showing us all how we can find happiness and balance and all those important things within our careers. Well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say. And it takes a village. I certainly can't do it on my own. There are a lot of teachers that need a lot of support. And Now, hopefully, they will follow you. They will get inspired by you because we can find inspiration in so many different places. And I'm just so grateful that you came on the podcast today, a Sunday evening after a weekend of traveling. I just ran in the door from being on the lake all day. And I just, I'm so excited to share this message with teachers. So can you tell people where they can find you, how to follow you, where your book is is on sale? Um, Where can they find anything about you? Yes, thank you so much. So um, everything is under the Miss R Project, M-I-S-S-R, just the letter project, except for TikTok. It's the Miss R Project 2.0 because last year my TikTok got hacked and I had to start all over, but (laughs) we're back and stronger than ever. (laughs) So it really um, has been a great adventure. But yes, the Miss R Project, you can also just Google Maddie Richardson uh, or put it in the search bar on Amazon and my book should pop right up. But Thank you so much for having me. And again, for just bringing positivity to us. You are so welcome. Thank you again, Maddie. All right, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Burn and Teacher podcast today. I will see you next week. And until then, take a deep breath because you just took another step to becoming a burned in teacher. Burn on. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. To keep this conversation going, connect with me on Instagram at burned in teacher. I'm always ready and willing to have a conversation with you about your burnout and ways I can help you to move through it. If you're looking for support in growing through your burnout in ways you never thought possible, check out my online course, Burned In Teacher University at burnedinteacher.com course. I'll see you in the next episode. Burn on.